welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 208. How the fuck did I get here with client Deidre Hudson? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the last podcast of 2022. I am super pumped because I just ended the interview with the amazing Deidre Hudson. Deidre has been a client of mine since very early times in the group coaching program. And she just released her first ebook and it's called How the Fuck Did I Get Here? And it's a really easy read. It's linked up in the show notes where you can go get it and download it on your Kindle through Amazon. But Deidre has come so far and she's just an example of what is possible when you get clear on what's happening internally (laughs) in your mind and your emotional state and you do the work to make some changes in your life and stop escaping with alcohol and stop numbing on Netflix and Say yes to your life, and I really want you to feel this possibility when you listen to this episode with Deidre. She shares a lot of what she did to lead to her where she is today with the work inside the program and her big takeaways and you know how she applied what I teach about learning how to manage your mind, and it's just a great example of what is possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Deidre. I'm so excited to see you live into your limitless possibility next year for 2023 and it's just the beginning for you enjoy the episode oh my gosh Deidre I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today welcome 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 thank you I'm so glad to be here it's always exciting talking with you so I'm really happy to be here (laughs) so we were just I was just talking with Deidre before we hit record and one of the things that really inspired me to have Deidre on the podcast was she just released this and wrote this amazing book called How the Fuck Did I Get Here? (laughs) And I think that's a really good question because a lot of people kind of wake up or or just like all of a sudden they kind of step out of their fog in our middle-aged life, right? They've had the kids, the career, this, you know, the relationships, the house, all that kind of stuff. And then they're like, wait, what am I doing? Like, what's going on? Or they find themselves over drinking a lot or numbing or escaping, or just maybe they just notice that like they haven't had any positive momentum lately. Right. Or they just have like yes. kind of this epitome of what they thought was success. And then they flatline. Right. And so then yes. many years go by, like decades go by sometimes. And they're like, wait, what am I doing? Right. Like, how did I get here? Like, how did I find myself in all these bad habits and numbing and escaping and buffering and, you know, not happy in my relationships or stagnant in my job. Right. So I think that's a really awesome title. Cause it's like, wait, what happened? Let's go rewind and look at this. right? (laughs) And I think that's what your little book did. Um, we will link up Deidre's amazing book. It's available on Kindle right now on Amazon. We will link that up in the show notes. So please go um, check it out. It's a really easy read, but it's super inspiring. And I hope that this podcast today with Deidre helps you see what is possible. So Deidre, why don't you just kind of give them a little bit of background about yourself and how you found me. And that was like two and a half years ago, right? 
that's it. Just two and a half years. I feel like you've been my friend for like forever. So, <laughs> but yes, I think it was about um, two and a half years ago. Um, so I actually found you, my best friend sent me a link to um, your podcast. I had been just complaining, I think for a long time of like, what am I doing? What's going on? And just having this, just, you know, that low level hum of depression, you know, just not wanting to get out of bed in the morning and, and dreading going to work and just not finding joy in anything. And I was, you know, just numbing. I was, you know, having the, the extra glass of wine and, you know, spending too much time on Netflix and, you know, not really getting out and enjoying myself. So my best friend had sent me a link to your, to your um, podcast. And I remember that um, when I watched your first, you had a webinar, like you were doing a, a free webinar. And when you were talking about how our thoughts control our feelings and our feelings control our actions and our actions lead to our results and that we actually had the power to change things. We had the power to do things. I was like, I was blown away. I was like, what, what? You mean, I, I'm not just kind of, you know, just kind of drawn to things. I'm not being pulled through life by a, a string through my belly button. I don't have to have the extra glass of wine. I don't have to sit and watch Netflix all the time. I actually get to decide. I was like, holy shit, really? Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, I remember that webinar. I was like, I couldn't write notes fast enough. It was like revolutionary shit to me. And um, then I remembered that, um, that I, you and I had a call, we had the intro call and it was in January of, you know, two and a half years ago. Yeah. And we had the call and I was like, okay, that sounds good. But I don't know if it's really for me. And then it took me about six months. And then I called you back and we, I signed in the program of July of what was that? 2020 or, or I think it was 2020. And the stuff that I've learned has just been, it's just been unbelievable. It's just been incredible. I mean, the, the tools, the support, the, the, the power, you know, that I was able to reclaim for myself was just unbelievable. I've loved what, well, thank you for sharing that by the way. And I just, I never know like what things I say land with people, but I love that you're just, that's exactly what it was like for me. When I learned that I was the one in control and yes. like it was my boss's fault or my kids or my husband's or any, you know, any, anything outside of me for how I felt, I was like, what? <laughs> yes. you know, like, I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> like I can change the way I think. Right. At right. 40, I was like, what? Like, I just thought that I, my, I literally thought my thoughts were the truth that I was right. Yes. Like, you should yes. be the dishwasher after every, you know, before you can sit down for the, and relax at the end of the night. Right. Like I believe that to be true, like a fact. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. And that was part of it. It was like, yeah. I thought that the, I didn't even think about the thoughts that came in my head. It was just, you know, shit came in my head and I'm just like, okay, it's in my head. It must be, you know, I never even challenged it. I didn't even want to challenge it. Right. Yeah. So I think I had the, probably the same reaction when I was learned, when I learned that and I was like, damn. And it just kind of like, like it all kind of made sense very quickly. I don't know yes. if you, I mean, you definitely dug in and started applying that those thought models and, you know, getting so much awareness around your mind, like you tell them about the stuff, the little tools that you created for yourself, like your thought journal and stuff. Oh, you remember that. 
<laughs> I remember on one of our calls, you this was early on when we first started working together, and you said you said something to me about being a good student. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I always like to be a good student. But so one of the things that um because this information was coming to me like it was like breakthrough after breakthrough, it felt like it was like pow, pow, pow. And once I really started to get um, you know, really took hold of this idea that I didn't have to believe every little thought that came in my head. I had the power to control them. I had the power to change them. Then I started seeing patterns and I started seeing how I would think certain thoughts and it would lead to the same react, the same um, action, the same results. So then I started to think, well, if I'm going to keep thinking these thoughts over again, why don't I keep track of them so that when they come up, I'm prepared and I know, you know, what to do with them. So I started this thing. It was kind of a, it was a, um, I don't know, like a joke, maybe in our group or something, but <laughs> I started this, this book <laughs> called, I called it my journal of repetitive thoughts. Uh-huh. And in this journal, I just started writing down and I categorized them by topic. So I categorized them by anger, or depression, or fear or whatever. I started writing down these thoughts that I would have. And then when I was feeling those feelings again at a different time, I could go back to this book and consult those thoughts. And I could say, oh, okay, you're thinking this. Now, if you keep on thinking that, this is what the react, the result is going to be. So now I was able to catch those thoughts in progress and switch them out with something that worked for me better. A lot of what you talk about is you say a lot that, you know, if that thought is not working for you, then find another thought. And it was only by, you know, seeing this kind of written down, like, yeah, I do think this thought frequently. And then going through the model, and I could see how those thoughts were creating the results that I didn't want. And then I was able to start changing them. It's huge, right? The awareness piece. I love you're such a creative person. Like I love that you (laughs) did this and it did like you, um, we talk about the OVIPs were the original VIP. So audience, if you don't know what that is and shout out to all the OVIPs that are listening, I'm sure they're <laughs> on right now, but so like the first six months coaching program, and then you can sign up to me to be after you go through your first six months, then you can sign up to be um, a VIP. And Deidre did that. She was the first group of VIPs that I had in my group coaching program and the bond that, you know, you and those original women all, I just want to cry thinking about it. It was so good. Yes. Yes. Um, we've all got to meet in person. It's so fun. A couple of times we've been on some yes. pictures together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, like we were all just kind of like, that was so cool for you. Cause like, it is like the awareness is so important in, in changing anything, right? Like a lot, that's why I think like, you know, just doing a dry January or just doing a challenge or just filing a diet, right. Doesn't really work. Cause it doesn't help you get to the root. And like what you're talking about, right. here is the root of the, some of this stuff, like, why am I wanting to watch a lot of Netflix and not write that book? Why am I wanting to pour that extra glass of wine? You know, when I've, I'm good after two, right? Like, right. And so it helps you see why you're doing that and then bring awareness to yourself. So you can be conscious. You talk about right. this in a book, right? Once we're conscious of our mind and kind of see where these thoughts lead us, then we can change them. Right. Right. And then make decisions and find that power within ourselves to change the way we're thinking or just pausing and learning how to process that before we get to the plan part of it, the diet part of it or the dry January part of it or changing the behavior part of it. Right. But you have to be willing 
to be conscious of our, our mind, right? And I think this little tool that you develop for yourself to show you those repetitive thought patterns was really impactful. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, I would carry it with me and, you know, I had color tabs on it and everything. And I just, you know, would add to it as, as we went along. But what you said about power, it, it's so important because I remember like in one of our first sessions, I was saying that I just wanted, I wanted to feel in control. I didn't feel in control of my life. And I just didn't, I didn't know how to get there. It was like, it was something, it seemed like something that was elusive to me, but kind of right there. But I just didn't have like the the key to unlock the door or the, you know, the, the, the magic, the magic phrase to, you know, make the wall crumble down. And it was in going through the work and just really seeing that I'm creating these stories in my head and I'm reacting from those stories. Like one of the things I talk about in the book, I, I related it to uh, like, you know, if you know Naughty by Nature, OPP, I yes. call it OPT. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know, being down with OPT in your twenties is fine, but OPT in your thirties, in your forties, not so good. And as hey. I, but having the tools from you, I was able to 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 list out and to actually see on paper how I was thinking that other what other people was think were, were thinking about me and how that translated into how I responded and how you know I carried myself in my life. And the truth is, I don't know what other people are thinking. I have no fucking idea, right? right? Right. But I don't need to know what they're thinking. It's about what am I thinking? So if I'm thinking I'm that chills after chills after chills, this <laughs> is like a constant chill talking to you right now. It's so awesome. <laughs> but that was one of the, you know, that's one of the things. It's like these stories we tell ourselves in our head, and and then we kind of live our life in those stories, and then. You know, you end up one day, you know, in a in a shrink's office saying, how the fuck did I get here? Right. Like, I think what you're talking about, other people's thoughts, like we, like you were spending and you are not like special in this. So many people spend so much of their brain space thinking about what other people might be thinking about, right? At work. Right. In our relationships, our kids, our families, right? Our parents, right. like all, like we spend so much time telling other, like, assuming other people are thinking this because this is what they're doing. Right. 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 And really right. that just takes the focus off of ourselves and puts it on them when we right. so much more time thinking about what we're thinking about and how that is creating results in our own lives. Right. Right. Exactly. And then part of that too, is that you have to ask yourself in, in all this numbing and buffering and, you know, trying to think uh, or try to figure out what the people are thinking like you said, it takes the focus off you, but then you have to ask yourself, why? Why do I want to take this focus off myself so much? I say I want these things in life, but am I afraid to go get them? Am I afraid to actually put the work in to do it? Is there something else that's stopping me? So all these things create these barriers to you actually doing the things you want and living the life you want, and you need to be able to see them and then to break them down. And this is, this is listen, this is not easy work. This is work that's like, you've really got to sit with being uncomfortable, as you say a lot, and really get to see yourself, see yeah. like all the parts of yourself. And, uh, but it's, it's worth it. It, it is so worth it. I, mm. I feel like I have like, just the fog is lifted. The cloud is gone. I don't dread getting out of bed in the morning. You know, I go to bed at a good, decent hour. You know, there's no, 
numbing and buffering and hangovers and all this other stuff. It's just like, this is just me. And, and when I do stuff, when I see that I can do stuff, it makes me want to do other things. Yeah. And, and do more things. So that's like been incredible. That's awesome. <laughs> I think that, thank you for, for sharing that because it's not easy. Right. And there's, we have setbacks and we, you know, we have our patterns, right. The human condition is like one of patterns and wanting to do repetitive things because that's how we stay safe. Right. Like it's right. easy for us to be programmed in a way that we take the same action, have the same thoughts, right. The same patterns over and over again, because that's familiar and the human brain doesn't like unknowns. Right. So right. When we start to make changes, our brain gets kind of freaked out by that. And it's like, sometimes we self-sabotage or we go backwards. Right. And right. no different, like everybody experiences that when they, when they're willing to dig into this work, um, but your consistency and still showing up and seeing your patterns. Right. And like, I feel like that for me, when, when I do that, it's like, I know myself. And so right. when I find myself in a really uncomfortable position and, or emotion or something unexpected has happened. I can tune in to myself and be like, okay, this is familiar, right? This is, this is what I do typically when things go south or something bad happens, I know myself and I'm like, I don't, I'm not judging myself. I'm like, this is just part of my pattern, right? This is just, this is just part of me and it's okay. And I'm able to stop that. Right. And like recognize, okay, I still have power here. I still have my own decisions that I can make from this place, even though it feels very familiar and very uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. I think that is not something like a lot of people don't want to do that because in this process, you do have to look at shit. I mean, you do have to, you know, you have to be a little bit brave to like, kind of like, you're going to see some uncomfortable patterns for yourself and maybe in your past or in your relationships and stuff like that. But if you can be a little bit brave and take that step to do that, then you get this knowing and trust with yourself and then you're able to break these old patterns that you have, right? And become more yes. empowered. And it feels good to know yourself, don't you think? It feels amazing because you then, I remember I was in Miami um, at the beginning of the year for work and I was sitting out by the water and I felt so peaceful. And it was a peace that came from within. It wasn't from me, you know, doing anything external or talking to someone. It was a peace that came from within. And a lot of what you were saying, it's, it's like, there's so much in there to unpack. So compassion for yourself. That was one thing that was a really big, you know, a really big breakthrough because we think when we mess up that we've got to, you know, tell us, oh, you're, you're so, how could you do this? You're so this, you're so that. But in doing that, all you do is continue to break yourself down internally. And that mm-hmm. doesn't help you. That doesn't help you to move forward. When you think about how you feel after that, what do you want to do after you've done, after you've said that to yourself? You know, you may want to go numb or hide or exactly. You want to escape that because it feels bad. And a lot of what I've learned is that it's okay if you feel good, because when you feel good, then you do good. You do good things. I started telling myself um, when I I have, you know, we keep journals in, in in the program and it's just, I think, just a good practice. I started telling myself, I'm so proud of you. Look at what you did. You did such a great thing. That was so good what you did. And then when I do that for myself, I don't need anyone else to tell me. I don't need anyone else to validate me because I can validate myself. I've learned how to validate myself. And then something else that I've learned too is just about, um, you know, talk about power a lot and and being in the present. I used to, one of the patterns I realized I had was just kind of 
getting past this, like, okay, let's just get past this and we'll get on to the next thing. And, you know, I talk about being in the land of might as well, I call it, because that was kind of a big thing for me at one point. Oh, you might as well, right? You've been doing it so long, you might as well. You've been there so long, you might as well. But it's like, in trying to escape the present to get to that next thing, you miss what's happening now, which can lead you to a worse next thing. So you really have to, I mean, being, we talk about being in the present a lot, but there's so much power in being in the present because it's only in the present that you have the power to affect what's going to happen later on. So all these things have just been, you know, floating around in my head and then they just all started to make sense. <laughs> yeah. And like you actually applied this stuff, right? So like I talk yes. about that too, that whole present thing. It's like your ability to see the changes that you want happen today. They don't happen on January 1st. They don't happen on Monday. They don't happen tomorrow. They happen yes. when you're in the struggle of it right now. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm yes. very animated. You guys are hearing this on yeah. the podcast. But I'm like waving my hand. I'm like, right. I know. I'm- but because that's when you are driven to take action is in the moment that you're faced with, right? Because you have a feeling and it's going to either go into your old patterns or you have an opportunity to stop and break that and start a new pattern, right? Right. Our brain wants to put that off because that's uncomfortable, right? It wants to just go to its normal pattern and our brain wants to be like, oh, it doesn't matter, right? One more won't hurt. This scroll won't matter. I'll have that difficult conversation next week when it's easier and things aren't, you know what I mean? It will always want to delay because it, for some reason, we're programmed to think it'll be easier if we just delay. Right. But that's not true because what you're also delaying is the growth that you want. Right. Right. So it's like, it's either right now in this moment when you're faced with it, with faced with that urge, faced with honoring your dream plan, whatever it is that you want to do and saying yes. yes to that discomfort right now, because that's really all the opportunity that we have. And the more you do that in real time, the more growth you have in the future, right? Yes, yes. The present is where the power is. You can't change yeah. what happened. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, but the present is where your power is. And yeah. that's something that I was looking for for a while. I was, you know, just feeling out of control. And um, yeah, so this has been an amazing journey. <laughs> and I'm not done yet. <laughs> you are just getting started, clearly. Started. Just literally like we're gonna talk about this in a moment, but um I want to talk to you now about like you're feeling, you know, sort of like down when you first joined the program. You're you're sharing with your friend, like, oh God, I just feel like I'm off, like I just can't, you know, I'm not happy, like all this stuff. So how would you describe your emotional state back then? In, in like general terms um it was it was just it was dread mm-hmm. it was um depression um it was you know this i call it this low level hum and it's just like this it's this low level hum of sadness it's not like it's not like you're crying every day but you, there's just no there's no joy there's no excitement there's no magic one of your favorite words mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no i didn't feel any um i just didn't feel like any desire and like anything was possible it felt like this is my life and you know I, it is what it is i can't change it mm-hmm. and i didn't like it i mean from the outside it looked good but you know living it every day and just you know having this um dread is just the only 
the word that keeps coming up for me, I just felt this dread all the time, dread getting out of bed, going to work, dread coming home, you know, dread get fixing dinner, dread for the weekend and dread mm-hmm. for on Sundays, waiting for Monday. It was just, everything was just dread. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't snap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So through this awareness, through the program, but like kind of learning how your thoughts and having control of that and connecting with yourself and processing your feelings, like fast forward, you know, two and a half years later, <laughs> like what, how would you sort of generally describe your emotional state now? My emotional state now is, um, it feels, I'm just going to, cause I'm very visual. So it feels yeah. light and fluffy. <laughs> But it also feels uh, more directed and more steady. And I feel like I'm I'm steering the ship now. I don't feel like I'm being led or I'm being pulled or I'm being drawn. I feel like I'm actually um, steering the ship. I had, um, you know, I, I've done, I've made some major changes in my life. I'm, I'm leaving a, you know, decades old relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a difficult decision, but I realized that, you know, along this, this idea of change, if I don't make the change, the change is not going to happen. And then I'll just kind of be stuck in this, you know, in this place I don't want to be stuck in. Mm-hmm. And after doing that, I was like, you know, this book that I've been thinking about for the past four years off and on, I decided last week, I'm going to publish this book before the year is over. Wow. And I got it out. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I read said book today. I was bored. So like Deidre posted in our, we have a private Facebook group inside the coaching program. She posted the link to the book and like made this amazing dedication. And I was just like, holy shit. And so I went and like get my kids Kindle and like downloaded this thing and like read it. And I was like, oh my God. And then I asked her, I'm like, so how long did that? I'm like, so you told me that you'd been thinking about writing it for three or four years. But and I said, well, when did you actually like decide that you were going to do it? And you're like, last week. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but like that, even though you've been at this work for a while, like you've not even you've been out of the program for a few months anyway, right? Like so, it's not like mm-hmm. you've been constantly in the program this this whole time. But you have put in so much work to get that result in a short amount of time. So I don't want it to seem like, oh, you just you know do this and then poof, you can write a book like you have invested a lot of time and into therapy, into coaching, into your own personal develop development to get to the place where you can just like, I'm going to go write a book and it's done in a week. Right. Yeah. 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 I had, I I had written the book. So I want to, I wrote the book um, about, you know, a few years ago, but I never did anything with it. It was just one of those things in the back of my mind. Oh, I want to get this out. Mm -hmm. I want to put this out there. And um, it was always, you know, something else got in the way or rather maybe phrase that I would let other stuff get in the way and I didn't like focus. And, and then I just, you know, after I decided to leave that relationship, um, it just, it just started the momentum for me. I was like, okay, what else can I do? I'm going to publish my book and I'm going to publish it before the year is over. (laughs) And that's what I did. Yeah. And um, yeah. So it's just, it's amazing. It's amazing. Your mind is such an incredible tool. And when you learn how to make it work for you, and that was something else that came up, your mind has to work for you, not the other way around. Ooh. Right. Then there's so much of what you can accomplish. Yes. Yeah. It's like, so. it's a tool, right. That we have. 
And if yeah. we don't manage it, it will definitely try to run us. And it does. Like there's just so many people running around with unmanaged minds and you can tell by looking at their lives, right? You know, anybody right. that's over drinking, um, overspending, like any sort of like bad habit that people have, it's because of this. And I'm pointing right. to my can't see me, but according <laughs> to my mind, right? Your mind is the most powerful thing, and learning how to manage your mind can dramatically change your life, right? Like look yes. at look at where you are now in this yes. last month of 2022. And like right. what you accomplished just in this one month, right? Like yep. coming to the decision to leave this relationship, you know, we had been working on that for a long time. Do I stay? Do I leave? Do I stay? Do I leave? Right. Yep. And finally, you just got up, like you just realized through looking at your own thoughts and like tracking things like this isn't what you deserve. And like you want something better and bigger. Right. Right. It, it just, you know, it's like anything else that you have to make a decision. Is this working for me? Yeah. Is this helping me to create the life that I want? I think part of it, too. And like you said, I've done a lot of work. You know, I've been working with a therapist. Um I had, um, I started asking for help. And this is one of the big thing too, for me, because I always been kind of a proud person. I didn't really ask for help. I would give it, but I wouldn't ask for it. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the things that, you know, was just becoming really evident to me is that I deserve to have a, a life that, that I want. I deserve to have a happy and fulfilling life. And if there's things in my life that's not contributing to that, whether it's thoughts or numbing exercises or people, then I have a right to say, you know what? No, I I, I don't want this. This is not working yeah. for me. So um so yeah, I think I lost my train of thought. I think we were on to something really good there. <laughs> but that's what it was. <laughs> no, I think no. You started recognize so this I think will help us get back. So you know what my mantra was for 2022? I think I've probably shared it with the group many times or somewhere, but it's like I give time and space and energy for people and things that support and love me and less time and space for people and things that don't. Right. So that's my filter, right? Your filter sounds yeah. like, is this good for me? Is this supporting me? Right. Do I want this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's my filter. So anything falls under that people activities that I do, um, food, you know, drinking relationships, all of that. Right. So if I'm right. coming up against a wall on something or I, or I find myself not easily able to make a decision on something, I'm like, okay, does this support and love me? If the answer is no, yes. I, I give it less time. Right. So that's yes. it's not like this hard boundary for myself or like, I don't, it's not like I'm cutting things out completely, but it's just like, okay, this doesn't feel loving and supportive and good for me. And so it right. gets less of my time and energy. Right, right, exactly. And I would have like a, I started developing the same thing, but I call it my North Star. And yeah. I would start filtering things against that. Like, you know, it's exactly the same thing. Is this helping oh. me reach my goals? I had like a bunch of like five or six things that I wanted to accomplish. And I just started asking, is this helping me reach my goal? Is this helping me reach my goal? And then, you know, when we were talking about, um, um, shit, we we're talking about the, the might as well, I think. Mm -hmm. If I even kind of veer towards that, I'm like, nope, nope, it's not might as well. <laughs> Is this helping right. me reach my goal? Right. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So. so, so you kind of just got <laughs> awareness of that and like started asking in this specifically and getting back to like the relationship and kind of like where you came to finally on making a decision about what you wanted to do is being aware of all the times it wasn't really good for you. Yeah. And, and just, just looking at kind of. Right. Listening to that and listening. And yeah. that's part of, 
that was part of my journey too, because um, one of the things I talk about in the book is like one of my lessons is just learning, learning to accept your gifts, recognizing and accepting your gifts. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that I have a pretty high emotional intelligence, like when it comes to other people and I have a pretty good intuition. And when I don't listen to those or when I don't honor those things, then it takes me down the wrong path. And what I had to learn was it's okay. First of all, it's okay that you have those things. Everyone has something that's special about them. It's okay that you have that. And it's okay to listen to that. And when you start filtering again against the North Star, is this working for me? Is this working for me? Um, what is my intuition saying? What is, you know, what's what is what what's coming from inside? And all these things are saying, no, it's not working, it's not good for you, it's not helping you reach your goals, then I now have the power and the ability to say no to things. Um, I haven't, uh, I have a, you know, a younger sister and I haven't spoken with her in like over a year. And one of the things that we also learned in talking with you was like, it's okay for people to be wrong about me. So it's okay. You know, whatever it is she may be thinking, it's okay. And it's okay if, you know, leaving this relationship is, you know, maybe causing some bad feelings for someone. It's okay. They can be wrong about me. It's okay. (laughs) So. Yes. But like, I think denying ourselves is why a lot of people overdrink or numb or escape in some ways, right? Or do all these other yeah. things that avoid, you know, the true thing that they want to experience in their life, right? The other people's right. thinking, right? Like worrying about that, drinking, overeating, all these types of stuff, right? That is just really a buffer because we're scared of like saying yes to ourselves, right? Because yes. when you said yes to yourself and decided to end this relationship, that is coming. Like there's, we're not trying to paint a fluffy picture here. Like that's a painful thing to go through, right? Right, right. That's, what we, that's what we try to avoid when we say, when we deny our true wants and needs, right? It's because right. we don't want to experience the pain of the growth that, that's going to be associated with that. But now right. you know how to do that, right? You're more, you trust yourself more, you know how yeah. to handle your emotions, you know how to manage your mind. And so you have that kind of tool set with you to get through this in the best way possible. Right. And that trusting yourself has been so key because I can look back on situations and where I've said no to things and where I've said, okay, this is not helping me meet my goal. And other times where I've said, um, okay, I'm going to do this and I did it. and you know, the validating of myself and, you know, just allowing myself to, allowing myself to be who I am and without punishing myself for that and being accepting of it. All that helps me to create um, a relationship with myself of trust. And through that relationship of trust with myself, I know that I have what I need to get me through those difficult situations. If I had to, um, like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and we were just talking about this whole thing. And I was like, you know what? I don't want any more advice. I'm, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. learn to start trusting myself mm-hmm. in, you know, mm-hmm. with what's happening now. And when you do that, yeah, it's tough at first because you're, you're peeling back the bandaid, you're, you're eliminating all the things that were between you and you, all those barriers that were between you and yourself. But then when you get to that place, it's like such a, not to be too wooey, but it was, it's such a place of nirvana because it's so accepting and it's reliable. Yeah. You can rely on yourself. You don't have to worry about relying on other people. I don't rely on other people for validation. And so, yeah, so it's been, 
it's been quite a journey. <laughs> wow. wow. I mean, I could keep going and going, but I remember the thought when I found like um, my own integrity, which wasn't, I think I always kind of had like a natural integrity, but one, one sort of toxic situation that I left, it was, you know, a, a different program that I was involved with for a long time. And it wasn't that the program or anything was toxic. It was that I, my mind wasn't good in that kind of environment. And I started getting these, like, you know, just hesitations, like I was deliberating on making decisions to do certain things with this group. And, you know, I was just like, why am I so confused about what to do? Right. And so I saw some of my old patterns and my own, I'm like, this just isn't good for me. And like, I applied that filter to it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. is this feel loving and so are these things people loving and supportive of me? Right. No. Okay. Then less time with them. Right. And then I realized that I was hung up on like the networking and stuff of it that was available in this specific group. And I'm like, once I let that go, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just felt this freedom and trust for myself. And it was like, I have my own integrity because I chose, because I know what's good for me and what's not good for me because I'm the adult here, right? Like it was almost just like I became into my own adulthood about getting to decide about what I want to do, right? It's like, right us do anything here like we're so in charge of our life especially (laughs) when we're like running corporations and have families and all this stuff right like oh I'm the one that gets to decide what's best for me you know what I mean so like trust and integrity and like letting go of all the potential outcomes bad outcomes that that might have or happened or happened if I went right then I am open to attract what's best for me too because I'm not yeah. caught up in that negative energy and putting myself in not great places. Does that make sense? It makes total sense because when I started catching my thoughts and I remember writing this down one day, um, I was writing down like how many times I was um, like fast forwarding to the future and, you know, prescribing some terrible outcome to something. Yes. And, you know, you can either, I think you can, you may spend your time ruminating about the past, which some people do, or you may be a person like me that's always in the future. What's, you know, what's going mm-hmm. to happen next. And when I started writing it down, I was like, wow, that's where a lot of my anxiety comes from too, because I noticed that when I would have those thoughts, I would automatically kind of tense up and yeah. start, you know, thinking something negative. And, and, and then when you tense up and you have that negative feeling now you want to escape from it. So mm-hmm. That was a, a really big revelation for me too, because it was like, okay, you've got to stop fast forwarding so much. And like we were talking about with the present equaling power, mm-hmm. this is where it all happens right here. And right now is where it all happens. Mm-hmm. This is where you're, you're getting your power. This is where you, you know, you start building trust this is where you get to decide, you know, what happens. You get to choose right here in the present is where all that happens. So. Yeah. So good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so proud of you. Anything else you feel like they should know? Um, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, no matter where you are in your life, as long as you are breathing, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. You have an opportunity. As long as you are conscious, as long as you're alive, you have an opportunity. You may be in something that's been feeling like shit for decades because I was, (laughs) but it's not too late. It really is not too late. You just start making those first steps. I heard a quote the other day about every 10,000 mile journey begins with one step. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Oprah talked about that too, about just what's the next right thing to do. You just got to take one step forward. 
and stay in the present and just take that first step. And it is, it's really possible. I, I, the, the, the dread, the fog, the cloud, the low level hum of depression that I had for so long. I mean, all that shit is just, it's just gone. It's just gone. So so good. If I can do it, anybody can do it. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> what is, can you tell them a little bit about what it's like in the group coaching program? Like tell them about your experience in that program. Oh, it's like, it's like being hugged by like 600 women. I, I swear. When I first, and I started talking about this a little bit earlier, when I first talked to you that January and then I, I joined the program like six months later, when you said it was a group program, I remember thinking, oh, group, I don't want to join a group. I just need to talk to you once a week, dedicated hour, and that's what I need. <laughs> but <laughs> but when I tell you that the support that you get from this group, it's just in it's just incredible. And this was like the dedication I made in the book to Angela Masenik and the OBIPs, just su- the support that you get from this group is, it's phenomenal. Um, this is a judgment-free zone. Women are coming on and talking in a safe space about, you know, some really deep shit that's happening in their lives. And all you get is support. You mm-hmm. get to learn from other people's experiences. You get um, a way to just kind of look at things differently because sometimes we are so like just tunnel vision focused on how we have always done things and sometimes it's hard to kind of let a little bit of light in from the other side because you know it's like wow I didn't think about it that way but you get so much love and support and inspiration and guidance and it's just it's it's incredible how long is I in the program two and a half Two and a half years, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And all different kind of variations of it, right? Like it's just been you've been on retreats and yes, been on retreats, and I made some amazing friends from the program also. And just learning how to just learning how to manage your mind. It really is. It is once you learn that and you have those tools, I mean anything is possible. Anything is fucking possible. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing um, that experience. And I'm so glad that you felt that way while you're in there. That's, that's what I want it to feel like. I want it to feel like this very loving, supportive group um, because we know that judgment and shaming people doesn't help. And like having, yeah. iron fist, you know, that does not help. If, if it did, we wouldn't be here. Right. Because right. that is available in other ways. Right. It's just, it, I just don't think that that's super helpful. But what you said about like, oh, I just want the private coaching. Cause I get that a lot. A lot of people say, Ah, oh, I just, I just want you. I just want private one-on-one coaching with you. And it's like, yeah. but you, then you only get my perspective in the group. You get all the perspectives, right? You get to see right. and observe me coaching other people. And you're not in your own mind when that is happening. So you're just watching. And so you're actually more open to receive the advice yeah. right? The perspective when it's not even you. So you can take the coaching that I'm giving to somebody else and apply it to your life and have just such different perspectives and know to know that you're not alone. Right. Right. That's and a big I've part already, of it too. I've already fixed my overdrinking issue. Right. But to have the group of all these women with the same goal is to stop overdrinking and to start the start living part, which is what you really focused on too. Um, and to share that, right. And you just you yeah. just feel like you're not alone. Like I went to a um I found this amazing non-alcoholic beverage shop in my town. 
like just like two weeks ago. I, I, I don't know if you saw my, me posting about it. I but did. I, I saw a couple of posts. Yeah. So she, she had this um, like non-alcoholic meetup group that she had already formed. I'm like, I'll come. And I was like the special guest speaker. And I got to meet all these people. Yes. And we started all talking about what happened when we drink and our relationships and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, even I'm doing this work, like just knowing that there's other people out there, it just, it's safe. It's like, you don't feel right. judged. Like sometimes when we're going through this shit, you don't want to tell your friend your drinking problems or your relationship problems or any of this stuff, right? Like, it's just like, when you, when you share it with people that get it, it just feels so different. Yeah. I don't, it's hard to explain, but no, totally. It just, it is. It's like, Knowing that you're not alone, as you said, because, you know, people are coming in from all different points in their lives. And then and not only just about, you know, how you're numbing or buffering, just guaranteed you're going to hear your story in somebody else. Yeah. Somebody else will have a similar experience. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, you know, you're not alone, I think it also creates not only the safe space for you to share in the group, but I think when in your daily life, it starts to give you a little bit more um, uh, courage and a little bit more power because you know that it's not that you're not alone and you know that it's something that you can you know overcome other people have done it the people are doing it the work in the program and you just have this this like cocoon of people around you that are just you know kind of rooting you on and cheering for you and and just there to support you in any way that they can so that's always amazing yeah yeah so good so this is incredible i we you know this Angela Macenic is like, <laughs> if you're listening and you're having any doubts, sign up. You will not regret it. It's been such an amazing experience. I can't even, I don't know where I would be now if I hadn't started this work a couple of years ago. So you did a lot awesome. of big things this year, Deidre. Remember when we climbed the mountain at sunrise? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there were so many firsts that I got to experience. Do you know how fun that is for me? Like I got to experience so many of your firsts with you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I did a LinkedIn post about that too. We we climbed the mountain in the dark. What time did we start at 4 a.m. or something? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. I had headlamps for everybody <laughs> in the mountain. <laughs> Right, because I was going to stay in the cabin and I was like, hmm, what could be worse, staying in the dark cabin by myself or climbing up the side of a mountain? I mean, that is such like a, what is the word, like perfect example of what this is. Do I stay in my safe little cave where right. I know like there's four walls and a locked door or do I go out of it with this group of women and like trust that that's going to yes. be the best experience, right? And like, yes. what did you experience? Like, like you got to see a sunrise on the side of it the was, mountain. It was phenomenal. It was just incredible. It's one of those experiences that when you kind of push yourself, then you know the next time that you've done it and you can go a little bit further. So we climbed up the mountain at 5 a.m. in the dark. I was scared about bears. <laughs> we had the no bear, no bear, no bear dance. We had a chant and a dance <laughs> and all of it. <laughs> so an amazing view as the sun rose over the mountain. Um, we went kayaking. My <laughs> kayak flipped over and I don't know how to swim. <laughs> that wasn't really that a moment, but I'm glad you're laughing. <laughs> It was just, it was part of the whole thing. It was just yeah. like, okay, this, this is testing you. And 
you're going to come out with flying colors. Then if you can do that, you know, then what else can you do? Yeah. Like what other so. adventures can we go on? Right. It's just the beginning. Right. Right. It really is. It really is just the beginning. 2023 is going to be amazing. What's your word of the year? Limitless. Woo! Love it. Yes. Mine's yes. <laughs> alive. I think you probably already know that. But Woo, alive. Uh, how, how can I be more alive than I already am? I don't even know, but we're going to find out. It's going to be super yeah, find fun. Find out. Yes. Yes. I want to watch that journey. <laughs> we'll be there. <laughs> All right, Deidre, oh thank goodness. you so much. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for being on the podcast and go follow her on LinkedIn. We'll link it all up in the show notes and buy her little book. It was amazing. Thank you, Angela. I love you and I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. What do you think, y'all? Isn't Deidre amazing? Oh my gosh. Thank you again, Deidre. And remember, this is your final, final chance to get your application in to join the same program that Deidre did to stop over drinking and start living. Click through, submit your applications, and I'm standing by waiting to approve you and to get you in for our January 2nd kickoff. We have so many fun things planned. We've got a virtual shopping event planned at the local um, alcohol-free beverage shop here in my hometown of Chapel Hill. We're having a healthy habits challenge all month in January to kickstart and um, to incorporate the healthy habits that you want to have that will last throughout the rest of the year and so many other fun things. We are going all in to support you for the first six months of 2023. So if you are on the fence, this is your cue to go click apply now in that link. And I can't wait to welcome you inside the program. Have a beautiful new year and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.